0: Welcome into No Punts Allowed. We've got college football to discuss. But very importantly first Ooh,
1: that was crack. a redeeming that was a redeeming crack from last week.
0: I you know, I'm a little flustered to be honest. You, yeah. We get on, we're doing our pre-show, you know, pleasantries. Here's what we're going to do and you you said you got some negative feedback about my can crack. Yeah, so and, that was a lot of pressure. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, like, I didn't need that before I'm, before the lights turn on, right? <laughs> <Sorry>. like, <laughs> like, Actually,
1: I just know you work better under pressure, having known you and worked with you long enough that I was like, you like, know, what, if I tell him that the beer crack wasn't necessarily at its best last week, we'll, we'll get the full swing out of him, I know. Yeah,
0: it's like, it's like, hey, buddy, beer crack, shit, let's go, time for record <laughs> a pod. Okay, though. Speaking so, of beer. So, yes, all right, so we're wasting no time. As we we do have college football things to discuss. LSU, which I'm actually really excited to talk about that job, Tennessee fans throwing bottles of God knows what and all sorts of other things, previewing games, everything else. But first and foremost, beer rankings. Now, I made a controversial statement that I think the shower beer is overrated. I'm going to stand by that statement that the shower beer is overrated. Um, It's I drink expensive beer. Water's not good for expensive beer. Just not not it. Like, I don't even time shower anymore with kids. So, <laughs> do you want to go three to one? You want to start with your yes. beer rankings? Okay, are, you, you kick things off. We're doing a top
1: three, which I did do these rankings previously on a old podcast, and I did not look back at my other ones just so that I could go based on the moment that I'm in now and how I feel about beer. Because I'm not the biggest beer person, but I've turned into one lately. I don't know what has happened. Uh, Probably your influence. That that influence, yeah. But my number three on the list is a last call beer. So as someone who doesn't drink a ton of beer to start with, I'm not like, I can't drink beer all day. It's just not my thing. But if I'm at the bar and they're like, hey, somebody, like, you want a beer? I'd be like, yeah. Like, I'll just do a beer for last. Like, it'll be my last thing and then I'll go to sleep. Like, that's my, my, that's a solid beer.
0: Okay, so... I have not closed down many bars. I did last week actually close down a bar work and it wasn't that late, but it was the last call beer. I thought I was going to miss out on last call, but I made it and there was something very satisfying about making it within the window of last call. The only issue I have is there's a certain amount of pressure. Like you're viewing your last call beer as like a, like a nightcap beer. Yeah. Right. Kind of for me, it's like, this is this is the end. And this is not a beer, by the way, which is probably terrible timing on my part. But you're, you're I, I feel immense amount of pressure when I know that is the only that's the final beer that I'm going to have. That would be my. But I and agree there's some something pressure, like, saddest-
1: to, to make a good call in terms of what beer or do you just yes. like, yes, OK, or is it. But more- also
0: that this is the end. OK, it's like the they start playing, you know, the light, the, the lighting is a situation. Yeah. Like, and then you like evaluate depressing. how
1: much you've actually had. At that and then point, you're, and you're, you're like just do downing.
0: You? Yes. But I still like it. And it's also a good creative, um, creative ad. My number three first first tailgate beer. It does not matter what what beer you're drinking. Well, it kind of does, but it really (laughs) does. Because that first beer at a tailgate, specifically a morning tailgate, is electric. You're there. The vibe is good. Even if your football team sucks, you're there. And that day is your oyster. That first beer, and then there's like 30 others that come. That first beer, though, is a really, really good experience. Like, I'm a big fan of the first tailgate beer.
1: I like that. That's a solid choice. And 90% of the time, it's an ice cold beer because you've at least thought it through at that point. It hasn't. Yes. Either it's either And it's also either really cold out and you just suck it up or it's yes. like hot enough early in the season that like that's the good stuff. So, yeah, yes. I'm all in on that choice. That's a solid pick. And you all kept right, number, it with football.
0: I, well, and and I don't, that's not intended because I have so many other life beers that I enjoy. Yes. But that is where kegs and eggs was formed. Twitter handle, obviously. Yes. It's it's still a near and dear to my heart.
1: You got to go all with right. that. All right. All number right. number two, two for me. Number two for me is a 4th of July beer. Any and all beer on 4th of July is my favorite. I. That is the one day of year that I guaranteed will be drinking beer. It's always Budweiser and it's always the American flag cans. It's just America that day. And that's the day that I drink beer.
0: I love 4th of July. I love beer on 4th of July. It's like, well, also for us, it's like max relaxation. After yeah, 4th it is. of I'm July, just gonna say. like shit gets real, right? Like yeah. we, we have to start, we have to start planning. We have, we have to, to start, start writing. <laughs> yes. So I love 4th of July. I love America. Usually I'm on a golf course. Um, and, and of course that's conducive. Golf course beers, not on the list, by the way. I, also, I, it's just you just
1: said that and I like I was like, man, I, I really should have put that because now I've be actually gone golfing like multiple times to be able to say that I enjoy it a golf beer and it helps me out. But
0: it's a top it's ten not beer. As,
1: yeah, but it's not top three. That's fair.
0: It's not it's not optimal settings. I'm I'm going broad with this next one, which is the deck. Okay. Beer. Or patio okay. beer, depending on what you're yes i there's nothing like sitting outside the weather here it's it's getting fall ish obviously weather getting cold at night sitting with like outside a little music deck beer also the deck beer very versatile night day company solo it works within a variety of capacities whether there's one of them or 20 of them deck beer is like maximum i got television insight i've got twitter which i probably shouldn't need for re- relaxation but i do um big big fan of the deck beer because it could it could work in many different ways
1: i it, now that we're like talking about this there's so many beers like options that are there's really i shouldn't say that 4th of july is the only time i drink beer lake beer is also great and that's where i like find great myself beer. on a deck is like if i'm in the mountains at tahoe or you're on like a dock that could count those are some good beers. I would, I will attest to that. So I will say yes, because I don't have a deck. I mean, I live in California. We Do we have yeah. decks? Unless you're in really the north. But yes, no, still but L- Lake, Lake,
0: Lake Beer is Lake Lake a great beer. beer. Yeah. It's a really good beer. All right. Your number one beer.
1: My number one beer is ballpark beer. It could, I mean, anytime you go to a baseball game and you get like a big old honking beer and you just get to sit there and watch baseball for hours. Because it takes a long time, and it's also not like you have to be super focused on baseball. Like you can Agreed. catch up and figure out what's going on if you miss out, and I feel like you can really get the most out of your your ballpark beer. But I would have to say ballpark beers are my number one beer choice.
0: And, and domestic, right? Ballpark is yes. like we're going Miller Lite, Bud Light. Like you're you're
1: yes, Or you're not getting
0: fancy. No snooty beers. Um
1: No, I mean
0: still going to be like $18. That's fine. Yeah, you're that, for that's the experience. probably why
1: I like it is because I like have very expensive taste. So it's like, why would I, you know, spend the normal like $30 to get a, a 30 rack of something or I could spend $18 on one giant beer and that's it. it, made it me, myself, I'm good about that.
0: There is something though, sitting in the stands and like just it, it very calm, like football environments, which I, I mean, I being at a game and drinking this year, not the same, not conducive, like as conducive. There's something very like therapeutic and relaxing about yes, ballpark so
1: beers. so relaxing. And I think the other part is that we work in football. So like regardless if you're at a game for fun, there's still a part of you that always is processing it as you would be yes. working. So regardless, I can't really relax unless it's like a baseball game, which I don't work as much, but definitely do. Um, so uh, yes. yeah, definitely more of a ra- relaxation vibe with ballpark beers.
0: My number one beer is the post lawn mow beer now.
1: Hashtag dad.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And most of my beers are probably pretty dad. Like, I mean, we could go like a hundred deep here. Now I take a lot of time and care with my lawn. I love Mm -hmm. my lawn. You know, this page, anyone that (laughs) follows me on Twitter, Instagram probably knows this. And when you're done, right. And you could sit there and just look at the lawn, like King of the Hill style and just sip the beer that is maximum enjoyment. Now my kids will step on it, like and I, I stripe this thing, and that can irritate me a bit. My son has like a little portable mini mower now, and so like where my stripes are, he starts going over. Don't like that. That's the that's not an ideal post lawnmobile beer. Okay. But I can literally just stand there with a beer for a good fifteen minutes and just kind of look at it, think and about mire life, admire it. it, you know, not go inside so avoid avoid children for at least 10 more minutes like it's a good solid beer
1: i do have some lawn questions for you do you have like a sitting lawn mower or do you have like a push mower
0: i am i am not in we have and also do
1: you do is it front and back or is it like your front is your pride and joy the back is for the kids and they can step on it you take your driving seriously in the front where people can see it like that's mostly what i'm concerned about here
0: yes no these are very good questions so put push i'm not not a sitting lawnmower. i like the actual vibe of you know, I like to be in the motions for this thing and the lawn is kind of on the verge of being a sitting mower, but I'm, I'm not there yet. And then okay. there's definitely some front lawn bias in play because that's what is and my kids just beat the shit out of the back. Um, and but still, I've got pride in the back as well. Like if I'm going to commit to this thing, I'm going to commit, you know, full board. Like once we get into like spring and stuff, we are going to do some aggressive lawn mowing tips, seating. It's I'm looking forward to that, like a place where we can just dump information on people that much. No one's going to probably care about, but, you know, whatever. much like
1: ranking of our, our favorite beers. But hey, we, here we are. Although people were very upset. Actually, I posted about it and people. it was pretty even of like under overrated, but underrated kind of got the, the love on that one.
0: Um, all right. Well, underrated, overrated is not a question that we have to ask about Ed Orgeron anymore. Nope. Fired. First thing surprised by the timing yes by this what? yeah yeah you were on a plane right <laughs>
1: I didn't expect, so, I was like they beat Florida this is perfect I am like, this is so great we're not well, gonna have to worry about it this weekend
0: well you know why they're doing that I mean if you remember with Les Miles who kind of zombied his way into an extra year yeah that's they really didn't want to do that like they they unless she's got an offense and, and all of a sudden they can run the ball that's good enough to win and steal a couple of games and so what I think they really honestly saw that game and probably said, uh, uh-uh. uh." And, and Orgeron's made it tough on other, I mean, USC, mm-hmm. like made it really tough when he started all of a sudden winning games. So I think they saw that. And frankly, from people I've talked to, this has been the works for a long time. Yeah. And they just said, you know what? We're not going to mess around in terms of this back and forth. Let's rip the bandaid off and deliver one of the most awkward press conferences ever. That oh my God. Oh, that handshake and that look. <clears throat> but 17 oh, million dollars. Not bad. And Coco will be would... happy.
1: Cocho's mom, Coco, will be very happy. And I also thought it was like kind of funny that he was like, I'm not gonna tell you what she said. Now, <laughs> um
0: I will would... say, before we get into candidates though. Yes. This is kind of nasty and it feels PR y and the, the stuff that came out about Coach o, you know, we've I've done stories on Cocho and I I'm curious how much of this – it seems like a lot of this is out there because people want it out there. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like, it's making LSU's decision – I mean, I'm surprised the buyout is the buyout. Like, yeah. there, if they wanted to go after some of that, they could have, but they're not. There, There's a smear – I would imagine after the fact, we're probably going to hear some more things from both the Orgeron side and the LSU side. And, yeah. and maybe not. I don't – But it does feel like this is not done.
1: No. And I think part of them doing this now, because the timing feels a little weird, um, is also that they know that a lot of really enticing jobs are going to be open. And they want other coaches to be like, hey, this is going to be open. Don't commit to taking other jobs. Not that we haven't seen people take jobs and come back within 30 seconds. But just saying, like, you know, I think they really wanted to get out in front of it. I know you're a big proponent of this is the best job that is open. Some people yes. argue it's USC. There will be other big programs potentially in the state of Florida that will be open. So there's a lot of people. And it's basically the same group of people for those that USC and LSU job. And I think they just wanted to make sure as another part of it, like, this is going to be open. That win didn't save him from another year or us waiting until the end of the year. We also look at the like December window. If they fire him at the end of the year, there's still a very short period of time before you hire and have that recruiting window. That's become more crucial than it ever has before. So there's all those things that go into it, but I agree that I don't think this is the end. I think the other part that like, you know, you and I have discussed and have heard this for a while and know that this isn't just a coach. O situation where off the field things, become an issue this was like heightened to a new level after him winning a national championship some of the reports of you know having rotating girlfriends coming into and this is all from the athletic rotating girlfriends coming into practice and having their kids take reps and just hitting on married women whose um you know spouse is you know in charge somewhere at lsu and she was pregnant and she told him that so there was a lot of things that we sort of heard rumors about, but like you can't there you just don't know unless you're in that in those situations. And I think a lot of college football we've seen over the years where some of this stuff and behavior has been allowed for a while and coaches have been able to get away with it. There's plenty of things that we know that are not out there that people have gotten away with and have great jobs. But Coach O thought that he was invincible and it's just sort of become a a much larger issue that like nobody was trying like you said nobody was really trying to hide this this was like very open knowledge and very easy access for people to share um and it became i think it was surprising to me that this and i'm glad this is the case that the radar of a lot of people at lsu the moral compass if you will was like hey this is wrong and maybe we need to make some changes because this isn't okay and appropriate for our program which is A lot of the time, if someone wins football games, that doesn't really matter. Not to say that he won enough football games to compensate, but he did win them a national championship and go undefeated. So,
0: oh, no, it it is. So you've got the Darius guy situation, which sort of has been on the back burner now, which is a mess Um, you have. And then you have a coach who won a national championship like less than two years ago Mm -hmm. that is out of a job. But the athletic director didn't hire him and wants his own guy. Like, yeah. has wanted his own guy. I think Orgeron keeping him and everything else was a nuisance. There was a, I don't know, you just felt like this moment was coming. Even before the year, you know, look at all they lost after 2019, which, by the way, is one of the top two or three greatest college football teams of our lifetime, I think. Yeah. Ridiculous, right? You look at the team, you look at the staff, you look at everything. Joe Brady, Dave Aranda, all guys that are being mentioned – and I just think that the totality of this is wild. You mentioned something, though. This isn't just the best available job. I think that this is the best job in college football. Mm-hmm. I think you can, and I know that's a hard thing to debate and an impossible debate, but it's probably good for, you know, you know, spewing, uh, getting comments and people mad and everything else. But I, I think this in Georgia to me, are, you know, three coaches, three national titles
1: just trying to is pretty amazing. My Alabama yeah. Homer Heart.
0: I, I know. And, and that job is great, but the coach is amazing. Yeah. This job will be amazing regardless of coach. Now I wrote a column. Uh, this was fun asking people for their input on who should be the next head coach. Mm-hmm. I want, do we want to just throw around names and see what you think? Like, like, yeah, let's just go down the list. Joe Brady. Let's start with Joe Brady. Who's who I can't believe is still 32. He looks like he's about 25.
1: Can we also talk about how, like, there's no chance that Joe Brady takes this job? He, We were talking about this before he left LSU when we were at the national championship and everybody was like, yes. oh, is Joe Brady going to go to the NFL? We heard he was being possibly offered, blah, blah, blah. We were like, yeah, he's leaving. And the rumor was he hates any and all things that have to deal with college football. And again, having seen all this stuff that maybe Coach O didn't do the best job of handling is like you're almost like a politician. Like, there's so many things that come with being a college football coach. Recruiting was number one, and everyone was like, "Joe Brady did not want to recruit," and that's still the rumor that it's like, "No, guys, this isn't the it really sucks. don't take that seriously." It's a and it's just too. It would be too much. It's a lot, and I think even looking at like the Lane Kiffin situation of him getting a college football head coaching job so young and an NFL coaching job, there's a lot that goes into this. You have to learn, and I don't even think he is would one be qualified and ready for it, but two, I just don't think he would want it. Simply didn't don't want it. I think the odds were like plus 1200 for him to, to become the head coach. And I was like, if you're putting your money on that, please don't like, please don't. I'm yeah. so sorry. That one just he, like killed me. I, I don't know. What I your don't think he
0: would. I don't think he would want it. And I don't think LSU would want it. No. Like coach O was looking for the Joe Brady elixir these last couple of years because yeah, he did a brilliant job, but he did a brilliant job with Joe Burrow, you know, Jamar chase, uh, Justin Jefferson. I mean, it's crazy, right? Well, so it doesn't mean he, he's not a good coach. He's 32 with no head coaching experience, let alone minimal coordinator experience. He just needs more time. He, he can, he can, and will be a coach somewhere. This would not be a great spot to kind of break things in.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't think it would be a good fit. I don't think it's a good choice after all of this. Um, and I just like we're gonna hammer home LSU today, I guess. Um, I was talking to someone two weeks ago about the. LSU job and the fact that they were like, how is it possible that they went from 2019 to now? And it's like, well, obviously he ser- coach was surrounded himself with great coordinators, and someone yeah. was like, oh, but that doesn't mean, okay, so it's not his talent. LSU gets that level of talent every year and can yes, so it is actually about the coordinators using that talent properly. And Coach o didn't really have to do much. I mean, he still was there and still made decisions, I understand. But, like, the recruiting part of, of LSU is easy. So if you're a guy looking to take that job, do not be fearful of any of the things because Louisiana is a place you can get guys to come play ball at LSU, and the talent is not the issue there. I mean, injuries are for sure the issue there right now, but talent yes. certainly is not.
0: Okay, the other one that I think has become very popular is Jimbo Fisher. I thought he did. I don't believe anything a coach ever says in a press conference. Not. I don't even mean that as a Jimbo thing. I just think no, in, general, in general. Yeah. <laughs> don't believe. But I thought he did a pretty good job of kind of disarming interest. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a really good thing and he gets paid nine plus million a year for another 10 years at AM. Yeah. But his buddy, the guy that hired him is now at LSU. I think it would take a lot to offer him. And while I think he'd be a really great fit at LSU, obviously, Boy, there are a lot of reasons that tell me this probably isn't gonna happen. What do you think of Jimbo? And then we'll fly through some of the others.
1: So what's so funny is that people are like, oh, Jimbo has the largest buyout in in college football. And it's like, actually, that buyout is if he gets fired. If he wants to leave, he they oh LSU to pay has to pay zero
0: dollars to get him. He can leave. That's so arrogant by AM. I love it. Uh like saying, whatever, you wanna pay this dude 10 million a year for 10 years? Go ahead.
1: I really could not believe it. So, I mean, I'm I'm shocked that he's even in the conversation at this point. I know it's a good fit, but I think after that extension, seeing that they can win there, sort of the perfect place for him to be, seems like Texas A&M, like you said, it is a great job, and who knows, whoever they hire again could be the next Nick Saban and state that school forever. Not actually Nick Saban at LSU. That was a bad example. But I mean, like, staying in Alabama. <laughs> but still – it's like, I, I like the fit, but I just, I don't see him doing that. But also, I mean, I trust no one. We trust no if one. You,
0: if you could pick someone right now that you think would, will, and this is an impossible game, but let's play it. If you had to pick the co- if you're picking the coach, let's do it even better. Well, Not if I was LSU, happen, I would
1: throw everything at Jambo Fisher to get Jambo Fisher to come
0: to LSU. That, that would be your coach? Yeah, that would be who I'd pick. I... I I kind of agree, but let's go sans Jimbo Fisher because now we know that's not happening. Okay. If you could go to the second, I, I think Luke Fickle is going to go to USC mm-hmm. personally because talk about old bosses. I mean, the guy that hired him is there. I think he, I think he'd be awesome at LSU. I think he would recruit. His teams are defensively tough, hire great coordinators. I've been really, really impressed with the job he's done. I'd love yeah. to see him do what he's doing with more. With with Fickle. He has really impressed me. So, but who do I think? Billy Napier, I think, is makes a lot of sense. And I know yeah. that's not the the sexy hire, but worked under Saban, is in the state, has done an awesome job with Louisiana, just a really good co- coach. With you gave him more, I think he'd be great. And I don't think LSU fans would love that. And I do think they want more of a splash hire. I really like Napier. I think he'd be I, I think he'd do just fine there.
1: So the other thing that I like sort of realized over the weekend and we're going to skip around, we're going to skip Tennessee and go back to them. We're going to start with Florida oh, and the, the two Florida schools that are not, well, by the way, the, for the first times it's 2011, there's no college football team in Florida that is ranked in the top 25, which is wild to me. Wow. But specifically at like a Florida state and a Miami, um, one of the things that I've been super frustrated with in terms of college football, the last probably five to six years is The fact that people want to make these big splash hires, but then don't give them time to implement a culture. And we've seen it so much with some of these really, really big schools because they have the money to just be like, "Eh, we don't want you, it's not working out so far, whatever. I'm hoping that LSU goes in a direction, and same with USC. They pick a good guy that is a stand-up guy that's going to implement this stuff and create a culture there that is solid for these players, for it, especially because their expectations are so high, and yes, I understand that's part of it. But like we have gotten to a point where like, I mean, even do you remember when the Tennessee job was open after Butch? Right? We had like a people had all this stuff where they like hired people and the Twitter said no and was so Mike mad Leach, about it. Greg yeah Shiano, yes. They had so much, and then. Everyone was so like, we've gotten into this world where like athletic directors and like people, boosters and things like that are starting to listen to the people on the internet that are like, we want to. In- That's an instant gratification thing. Like in college football, we need to take a pause and go, okay, let's let guys develop and create great programs. I mean, Clemson's a bad example right now, but again, came in, it's a they great gave example, it time. Though. They gave it time and look, it paid off. And like, you implement a culture and Again, like that's just something that I think we need to re- especially with some jobs that are going to open up. I it makes me so frustrated watching some of that and seeing how like you lose one game and it's like nope, that guy's out or we hate him or whatever. And the turnover at super large programs has been excessive and the money being spent on a I mean, the best job in the world is a fired college football coach. I mean, you make the most money for the least effort and it's like why don't we give this time and also it's just it would be better for like the kids the children uh the children <laughs> so think about, well think about the children no. that's so dramatic sorry for that rant but still
0: no it's good it's good rant uh, let's get mad no so by the way those coach o payouts till like 2025 not bad just no. saying not bad um i think the sport as more money and more interest and is injected into it the stadiums are getting nicer the facilities are getting bigger and better. The players are getting more rights. Thank God. The pressure naturally is increasing across college football. And I think the I also think Alabama has redefined the standard and that there's a lot of coaches that are searching for the next Nick Saban, which frankly does not exist. No. Like what we're seeing with Clemson right now, and Clemson is a really good example because they let Dabo do his thing, but we're yeah. seeing now is how freaking hard this is. They mm-hmm. won at Alabama's level for what? Five years. Yep. And, and, and we
1: declared it after it was like, this is the next dynasty.
0: And, and they were, and maybe still are, but they look like shit. Um, and they're going to lose this week. So I think the parallel to the Florida schools is interesting, right? Cause Mullen has had some great moments, but then he's had some terrible moments. That team should not lose to Kentucky ever, ever cannot lose to Kentucky. <laughs> what? And he's done. And he's done it twice. And by the way, that's a guy I would hire stoops. Oh my God. I think he's a great coach. I'd love to see him do some, do what he could do with more. So I think with Florida schools, it's, it's been a slow death for Miami and Florida state and Florida state in particular, right? Willie Taggart. I mean, the unraveling Jimbo, I don't think helped matters there either. So it was, it's a, it's a confluence of things, but, it is kind of baffling that schools in that state that are surrounded by such talent can fall to the to this level.
1: It's um it's sad. also
0: like Miami this week, by the way. Spoiler alert.
1: Spoiler alert. But, yeah. Out of but, but do you think that we get through this season with both Diaz and Norvell keeping their jobs, or do you think this is a case where we're gonna see them both lose their
0: jobs? I think they're both gonna be fired. What do you think? I I, I think Diaz is out. I I, I think that program has I, I think I think that's got it. there's going to be change. I, yeah. I would be surprised if he had his and job. No is like, a little well, trickier because it's been so fast.
1: It has, but I also feel like there's sort of like a – it's been a disconnect since he got there. Like there's been oh, so yeah. many issues. The
0: offseason was a disaster last <laughs> year.
1: Yeah. So both offseason – like it's just been not great. So I think – yeah, it's sad to say, but also where would you want Stoops to go? If you could pick the perfect place for him to go that you think would be open or is open, where would you put him? I almost I mean, kind of.
0: I'd say LSU would yeah, be a really good fit. Yeah, I almost kind of
1: like want to re- change my answer and go with Stoops, even I, though Stoops have not served me well in the past. Um, <laughs> that's actually true. Actually, that, that's, yeah. that's not true because guess what? I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Sorry, this is going to be a random tangent. Do you remember when Iowa played Arizona at Arizona and they were yes. ranked? 10th in the country yes and there was an upset and that was probably one of the greatest highlights I was a freshman in college and I actually don't know if I've ever told you the story do you know the story about how I broke my toe in college
0: oh yes I do I didn't know I didn't know I didn't know it was Iowa though
1: oh it was Iowa and I so for those who have not heard this story i was standing at a in the Arizona student section. And I went to step down and some kid from behind was like walking, drunk, talking on the phone and like knocked into me. And I kicked the bleacher in front of me. TMI, completely shattered my big toe, ended up having to have surgery and wear a boot. And for the first like month and a half of school, but I went to the like paramedics in the stadium and they were like, okay, it's a broken toe. Like no one really thought it was that big of a deal. Um, we can wheel you down to the exit and someone can like carry you back wherever you need to go. We can't leave the stadium. Um, but I was like, well, I'm not leaving because we're like beating like a ranked opponent. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> so they literally wheeled me up to the like handicap section above the student section to watch that upset. And I will never forget that. It was, it was the best. So wow, I-
0: playing hurt. Yeah. Against Iowa of all things, <laughs> of course. So- Why? I, I, by the way, What do we need to talk about? Iowa. We do need to talk about Iowa.
1: I was I was gonna avoid it and like maybe mention it like just randomly, but we should maybe discuss like your your situation. Like paint a picture for us.
0: (laughs) Uh, it's not good, Paige. Uh, There's the picture. Um, (laughs) I knew that loss was coming, not necessarily to Purdue, but you knew that team had issues. The most jarring takeaway is how friggin' bad they were. In places that Iowa isn't normally bad. The offensive line was really bad. They had no pressure. Uh, defensive line was was bad. And that's been huge for them. And the secondary, which I know is banged up, was, I mean, good God. That was a disaster. I was like a single one-on-11 nightmare for them. So I'm, I, the, it's, it's one thing to lose. Purdue actually is probably better than people thought. Yes. That's fine. It's to lose like that one week after joy.
1: Yeah, at home it was so quick. I said that to you God when we first talked it. about it. I was like, I mean, I thought they were going to let you be happy for like a little bit longer, but I we knew it was coming. But I also mentioned that Purdue is also known for spoiling good seasons. Oh yes, so they've got that in them. So yeah, they, that, they, that they was beat the hell
0: out of Iowa too. Brahm has been really good against parents. The other thing that pissed me off is I wrote about Cincinnati, and I was going to write about Cincinnati anyways. And then we shoehorned Iowa's loss into why Cincinnati is a viable playoff threat. So it was like just like an open wound that I was exploring. So at least on the other side of this, like I was going to disappointment at some point. They were not that good. They were fun and they deserve credit, but they were going to do something terrible at some point. I guess it could be a good and bad thing that they did that terrible thing like immediately. Um, Yeah. But could have done. Without it. Speaking of terrible things, Tennessee. Holy shit. So. Holy shit.
1: I was off on Saturday because I had a wedding, which we've discussed in our last episode. I had a fall wedding. So um, I was receiving notifications about what was going on. And I was like, what? And then I looked on Twitter and it was just like a disaster. But I mean. Tennessee fans are not known for being the, the classiest of groups, and we won't say that it's, it's not a dig at everyone, but like that behavior was pretty bad. Like, that's some of the, one of the worst things we've seen. Like, a golf ball at Lane Kiffin. Come on. I
0: need to know more why that golf ball was there.
1: And also, why did someone that, have a whole thing of mustard? I mean, I'm not hating at all because I love mustard,
0: but. That, was, that, was that a concession stand steal? Probably.
1: Was that mustard?
0: It was there like a was full thing. some good. Well, there was some good intel that mustard, you could sneak in as like a flask. So maybe it was full of moonshine, um, as like a, as a good way to sneak in booze. That's I like can see the your face, your mind is.
1: Well, because the yeah. security is not like you're bringing in your own mustard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't like,
0: ask, don't ask where that mustard bottle was. No, but yes, yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. That's a
1: massive, it wasn't a small mustard bottle.
0: Also the bottles <laughs> of like just mystery Brown, which I'm assuming just are like, dip. Um, I don't know what I'll assume, but just that was a seat. Now, OK, a couple things. Not all Tennessee fans are bad. No, we tend to we tend to paint the entire fan base as bad. That was pretty embarrassing. On the other side, since I'm playing all sides today, when the president posts the following day about, hey, like this was kind of shit behavior. Let's get it together. Paraphrasing, obviously not our actual quote. The responses on Twitter were like. Well the SEC, SEC officiating sucks, so whatever like I mean it was amazing. Now Twitter also a terrible way to summarize a group of human beings, right Not yes. a not a fair thermometer. So it was just a weird I bet I'll miss too. So let me bring you into my experience. I bet I'll miss. I pretty much know I'm going to lose this bet, but I'm I'm there for the long haul to see if I'm going to lose the bet. And so there was like this awkward discomfort because the game itself was kind of a mess, but fun and 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 all like it, all of it. Goral ran the ball like 80,000 times. And then to have it stopped by that, um, it's just one of the more unique like viewing experiences I can ever remember. Um, and yeah, it's not a great look. I, I don't like that phrase. It's not a good look, but it really isn't a great, <laughs> great, great look like, for the fan it's base. It's not a
1: good look. Um, I find it interesting too that like at the beginning of this game i remember when it started because i was in between ceremony slash reception or moving to reception and i was like oh everyone's like wow neilan looks amazing this is so cool this is what it's all about college football and like people had to like delete tweets because people were quoting them being like this was such poor behavior twitter's like such a snapshot thing they're like it's always in the moment that, like, your old tweets that you look back on and you're like, oh, shoot, probably shouldn't have said that in the moment. Didn't age well. Okay. That was, like, the no. epitome of, like, if you tweeted about how that environment was awesome and great for college football with them, like, coming at Lane Kiffin, then it backfired. So it wasn't really great. But, yeah, like, well, Tennessee. I mean, that should be on a shirt. Like, Tennessee, not a good look.
0: Yes. Not a good look. <laughs> you're also uh, repping their
1: colors today.
0: I Well, unintentional, but I feel for the Vol fans. Probably not a great week for the people that didn't throw shit at Lane Kiffin, which may have been actual shit. Okay. Speaking of not a good look, dude, Washington State. We talked about we it a little <laughs> bit. Thought,
1: we didn't think this was going to be real. We, honest to God, what? I was like, oh, he's going to do it last minute. What a distraction. Oh, no, this is far worse.
0: So the Rolovich is out, which is kind of shocking. Um, I, I Look, get the frigging vaccine. The, galactically. Galactically stupid, galactically stupid mistake not to do this. But my biggest takeaway isn't him or what the four assistants. Yeah. I feel terrible for the kids. I feel terrible for Washington State. Horrible for the kids. They're defending the other- and they're defending him. And I understand that. Like they thought it was a mistake. Of course they do. Like, good. I, I they should think that. This is their coach, the guy that recruited them. And I don't know that him personally. We know he's got a bad take on vaccines. We don't know what he's like in his other parts of his life. I really feel, and I also feel for the athletics. I mean, the press conference I thought was very heartfelt. You could tell it was very difficult. Yeah. It's a very unique situation. But for the play, and they won three games in a row. Uh, the, Kirk Herbstreet had him and Coach Orgeron. I don't want to call him coach. I'm not a player. Ed Orgeron <laughs> as like two of his coaches of the week and fired for very different reasons. Yeah. So my biggest takeaway other than, you know, holy cow, that's a lot of money you just blew. I'm not getting a shot that like all of Americans are kind of getting or should be getting is I really feel for the, the the football players. That's gotta be a terrible, terrible couple days.
1: I feel for the players. I feel for the other coaches that chose to get the vaccine and are staying on that staff and the situation that they're going to be put in. Because also you know, most of that- They're going to lose their job. Exactly. And they have to coach through the year knowing that. Their families all just moved there. I mean, yep. it it impacts so many more people. Not only you not getting the vaccine is going to impact people regardless. This in general is going to impact so many people that you care about that it just goes to show you why his stance is the way it was. Because that wasn't even a consideration, um, being respectful or thoughtful of the people that- you know, he brought in and was technically responsible for, and maybe not everybody feels that way. But it it's sad. And the other part of this too is Washington, so the students don't technically have a vaccine mandate, although 87% of that team is vaccinated, but there is a small percentage of them that are not. And as of right now, if they are not vaccinated, they cannot register for spring classes. So we might end up seeing a whole lot of kids leave that program because not only it's not the coach they wanted yeah. to play for, obviously, but they can't register for classes so they can play through the season, but they can't register for spring classes. If you're not vaccinated, if you don't have one dose of the vaccine, you may not register. And there's a hold on their accounts. They're not able to do that, which is not just a Washington state thing. There's a couple of other schools and universities that have that based on state mandates and also just fed the like FDA approval allows for those, those institutions to do such. So yes, yeah, it's it is it's an interesting thing to start with, but it this is not gonna be just like a hey they hire somebody then they bring someone in whenever they need to whatever. I mean, there's gonna be massive effects of this, and I think the other part of it is like you're in charge of of young people and influencing them. And I'm 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 sad that this is how it it happened. I also just want to say whoever tweeted out, I don't remember the specific person. Oh boy. Whoever tweeted out that this is one of the top jobs in the country um I, I, are you from the Pac12 like do you no I, no
0: I mean you're an Arizona fan and you're saying that
1: I exactly but like that's embarrassing to be like oh this is what he left one of the top jobs in the country well actually no he didn't I get it's a power 5 job but it's not one of the best top like the best jobs in the country so I just want to throw I, that out there that has nothing to do with you, vaccines or anything I just wanted to get that point across
0: You have to be so strong in your beliefs to give up well, $3 million a year. And you could have just done it and avoided it and kept your job. I I, I do wonder, I'll go real quick down conspiracy row.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He has not done a great job. He's won three games in a row. Maybe they have has been a major distraction
1: outside of this as well. And that's saying a how, lot of Washington state, considering who their last coach
0: was. How much of this is just Washington state. I, I don't want to put it so callously, but I don't know how to like, this was an opportunity to get rid of a guy that they may have gotten rid of anyway. Yes. Just saying might've been that too. Pick someone that fits uh, your
1: brand. Pick someone that yes. fits your brand. I know that sounds bad, but pick someone that fits your brand.
0: I, I, gonna... Hey, that's, that school's delivered. I mean, I'll say yeah, under Leech, They had won. some moments yeah. it, it, that it's a cool environment. It's got a really dedicated fan base. Like I want them to do well and it won't be an easy couple of weeks, but I hope they do well. Because... I wonder if
1: anyone's asked Leach about this.
0: I feel like he hasn't said anything anymore. I think they've just decided to hear him not to talk. Oh, he's he still talked about things, but
1: also how grateful is Washington State that the, that wasn't the case? Because it would have been an even bigger deal. Not to say that this is a big been, deal. It would have been. A, no. Yeah, exactly. I thought about that today. I was like, oh my gosh, imagine if this was the mandate and this was the situation we had to deal with with him there. But I don't know if he's vaccinated. I don't want to put any words in, in anyone's mouth or say anything. But I mean, the state of Mississippi doesn't strike me as a mandate state. So no, let's look at no. some positive things. <laughs>
0: Aw, that could not have been a smoother transition. Thank you. Uh, games, positive. Games. It's okay. There's no good way to trans uh, to transfer from vaccines to, <laughs> but we will try. This is not a great week of games.
1: No, it looks gross. Also, gambling wise, I was like, oh, which we'll get to. But- oh,
0: see, see, I love gross weeks for gambling. Oh, um, but I, but I agree. Like, and I'm all for chaos, and I think we could get some. But high-level chaos is hard to find. So let's go, let's go rapid-fire-ish, considering we sat down into the whole LSU and everything else. <laughs> Cle- Clemson at Pitt, I'm going to avoid, because this is my, this is a lock game for me. So do you have any thoughts on, on uh, uh, excuse me, not lock, pick and pike, but te- technically a lock, whatever. If you read the column, you get what I'm saying. Do you have Clemson-Pitt thoughts?
1: I think that Pitt wins this game but I'm not gambling on it. But like, I, I also just think watching you and I spoke this weekend when L or LSU, when we were talking about them way too much, when Clemson was playing and they looked like they were going to lose. And I was like, wow, this has gotten really bad. Like we thought it was bad. Yes. Okay. But this pit team is not a bad football team. They no. have a Heisman candidate for a, a quarterback.
0: 24 touchdowns, one interception. Crazy. Crazy! I haven't met seventy five. And in, one, a, in a in a conference
1: wins. too that's just like massacred each other, which amongst it just it seems like this this could be like the staple win for Pitt, and we officially can lay to rest Clemson season.
0: <laughs> that sounds so. I just realized no, it, it does. <laughs> I mean, I and I think I, well, I'll talk about it too. And I just realized I have this next game normally. Jesus, I have all these games in my pick. Like, all of the top games. Normally, I don't do that. Um, normally, I'm, oh, like, off the board on some... I got weird. I stayed
1: away from the, the big games because I, I feel like we don't well, know what's going to happen.
0: Or Oregon at UCLA, at the Chip Kelly Bowl, which is pretty compelling. Uh, I'll give a little bit of a spoiler to my pick. Doesn't it feel like the Oregon's, like, engine is on fire? They're lost to tire, and something is going to happen at some point here. Like... Football-wise, injury, it's been a brutal stretch of games for Oregon. Injuries have been brutal. Um, It's just since that Ohio State game, it has not looked particularly right. And I think this is a game where those things can be exposed.
1: It has just gotten so weird because a few weeks ago we were like, Oregon-UCLA, that's going to be the deciding factor of who from the Pac-12 is probably going to get into the playoff. Like We were like, they, they look good. Yes. And then now we're like, oh, oh, it's not even that great of a game. It's exciting, obviously, because the hype of Chip Kelly and all that. But in terms of playoff hopes, I know where I stand on this, and I've been made it very clear. But do you think if Oregon wins this game and wins out and becomes the Pac-12 champ, do you think that it's realistic considering how ugly the Pac-12 looks, even with, like, an Arizona State, too, having lost – I think
0: Cincinnati will gladly take that beauty contest. Yeah. Like Cincinnati probably doesn't want too many beauty contests, like not one with Oklahoma. I think this one, they'll be like, yeah. And and a lot can happen, but I, even in the Ohio state, win looks pretty. Yes. No. And it's, they're going to just beat the shit out of everybody. I think that um, I I think Oregon's in, I don't think they're going to get to that point, but if they did, you know, the win over Ohio State's probably going to translate pretty well down the line. But yeah. honestly, it'll be an interesting win from a resume boost standpoint. It's still one of the best wins. I wonder what that would look like. But no, I, I think Oregon's not so you're heading laying, in a good direction.
1: You're laying two, to rest. Two and a half. Not to be more, but again, laying to rest the Oregon playoff. Hopes. Yeah.
0: Every, every one of your picks is death oriented, which is... Um, Which is good in college football. It's Halloween. It's
1: Halloween. It's all spooky season.
0: Speaking of which, are we going to do that with OK State? Iowa State. This is a fascinating line. Also in picks and pints. Iowa State minus seven versus OK State. Number eight team in the country getting seven versus a team that's lost two games. Albeit one of them was Iowa. That was a horrible game for Iowa State. They turned the ball over like 800 times and a close one to Baylor. What do you think of this game? Because I think actually I'm re- this is one of the games I'm really excited to see because Iowa State looks like it realized it has one of the best running backs in football again. Yeah, right. Uh, and all who's amazing, and all of a sudden that dude is on fire.
1: So it's also funny. I'm gonna we're gonna circle back to everything we talked about earlier in the season. We thought, oh wait, Iowa State Big Twelve champs. Like, may Oklahoma gonna rival Oklahoma? Like, this is gonna be a big deal. Early on, we discovered that was not the case. No. I the Big 12 also has done this because I remember I think it was the very beginning of the playoff when they had a few teams that could have been undefeated and didn't do this. They sort of play a Pac-12 role here. I can see Iowa State winning this game. I mean, OKC looks good. They look very solid. But I just feel like like you said, I feel like Iowa State sort of found some momentum and they're very
0: well coached. So I'm not I'm not saying anything. I I can't believe it's weird that I got all these picks and pints uh, in play here. But let's what just would say you. I what don't would you say in terms of
1: like, do you think OK State is actually really good and can go undefeated?
0: I have no idea. I thought last week's win was pretty good, but I don't know how good Texas is. And it's it's I don't you know, Texas in that conference. Is so I, annoying. I guess they can't. Yes, they are. Texas is in not that, that Texas
1: is inconsistent. That's what I would that needs to be the the slogan. Texas is inconsistent. I,
0: the one thing OK State has is a pretty good defense and why the hell not? But, oh, wow. And if they and it, if they beat this game, I mean, it would be fun for Bedlam to be. That I mean, we're gonna have Michi- Michigan, Michigan, Michigan State, State unbeaten. It would be fun. Ohio to have Penn Bedlam. State's
1: gonna be so good. I was looking at that today. That rivalry games and championship weekend are going to be insane. I was saying to someone, we have kind of a boring slate the next like week, this week, but after that, it just becomes absolute chaos.
0: By the way, you called it Ohio. Um, they, they got really mad about that. Just, Ohio State? Just, and Did that, I accidentally that say that? Had, yeah. I, I was going to let it fly. Just I think like, it was
1: because I was doing Ohio Penn State, meaning like Ohio Penn, like, you know when you put things together and they had the Ah, the just end? tagging, the, tagging of, the
0: state on the just end? tagging
1: the state, Ohio State, Penn State, instead of Look, saying state twice. But apologies, but apologies to those. Shit, I no, 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 no. Trust mind. me, I've had, I've had Clemson fans after me for a while because I say Clemson, like I don't you say Clemson. Watch out. They'll come for me.
0: Clem- Although- Clemson, you gotta add the P in there. Clemson. Um yeah. Ohio State fan base, by the way. Really good at getting mad online. Pretty yeah, scary. pretty good at getting mad. And scary. then and then Ole Miss LSU, before we move into Picks and Pints, uh, you've got a situation here with a, you know, a, a coach that's been fired. And I never know what the impact of that is. We deal with this in bowl season all the time. Yep. Usually it's with an interim coach. Occasionally a coach like hangs on. Um, Matt Corral is banged up. Lane Kiffin says he may Which, not play. I don't know way, how much of that is real. by the way, absolute
1: rat poison. He is playing the rat poison game. That is a game. I, That's I a don't know game. though. I mean, he's banged I don't know. up because he's been taking yes. his left and right. I totally understand. But Holy Matt Corral shit, having seen hit. him play, there's no way that if he's fine and he's just banged up, he's not not playing. It's not happening. Sorry.
0: No, I, I agree with you that the rat poison, like this is good games and Orgeron is not buying it, but Corral did not look good um, Saturday night. I I mean, those hits, I don't think Sunday was probably very pleasant for him. No. And his knee did not look good. Especially so after to Arkansas
1: whatever's. too, like he was taking, he yes. took some blows. So he's definitely, All
0: I mean, right. my right. favorite. Well, yes, yeah, still, which is, I mean, for him alone. Which I love. Yeah, this is, Yes. No, he's been he's been great. Although that offense needs to like figure out how to throw the ball again because yeah. you can't have him run it 30 mm-hmm. times a game. Exactly. All right. Picks and pints. Picks and pints
1: you
0: say that about Lamar, too, but whatever. <laughs> OK, you mackerel Lamar. Now the Lamar fans are going to come after me. Yeah. Um, OK, so I will I will kick things off. You want me to go down the list? How do we want to do this? I feel like I screw this up every week.
1: <laughs> you just get what so I, excited about it every week. I, well, let's, there's let's, just
0: like all these picks.
1: Let's let you make your picks and then I'll make mine. Because I think we have all different picks okay. this week.
0: Okay. Iowa State minus seven. Oklahoma State. I love this line. I think it's sucker. Wait, line. Iowa
1: State is favored?
0: Seven points. Yes.
1: And then OK it's State Right, ranked.
0: ranked. number eight. This is like the Adam Kramer sweet spot. I think I was, I think Breezy Hall is going to have a game. I really like Iowa state here. UCLA minus two and a half. We talked about it. I think they're more balanced and I'm going to catch Oregon while I can. Another ranked team that is getting points. No, thank you. Pitt. I'm not, I'm not screwing around here. Clemson is just not that good. Yeah. I've seen it. I'd stop because I'm holding the 75 to one Heisman ticket for with my boy, Kenny Pickett. And this would be a really helpful game to have. I think Pitt is legit. I don't know how they lost to Western Michigan, but whatever. And then the other games that I like, this game stinks. Miami plus three versus NC State. That is one of them. Miami actually had a pretty valiant comeback against North Carolina with their backup QB. Mm -hmm. I think we're overrating NC State a little bit. And then one of my favorite lines of the year, Army plus three versus Wake Forest. Wake kind of struggle. I mean, they're still unbeaten. Hilarious unbeaten, but Hilarious. has not looked as good the last couple of weeks. Army actually is a pretty good team. They can play some defense. And at home, those would be my picks. I actually feel good about the slate of games this week. I really do.
1: I, yeah, I mean, I think you're going to win this week because this week I took some weird picks. So I chose BYU minus five and a half versus Washington State, obviously because, they, yes. The coaching situation and I, I buy it and BYU not terrible. They lost a bad game, but they I do think that that's going to have an impact on Washington State. So that I took BYU. Uh, this one's a little funky because I've been I've been particularly fond of the over and um, have decided to take the Oklahoma oh Kansas under 67 and a half. I'm going to regret this. This is a horrible decision. But if it pays out, it pays out. So, okay. Um, I just, Oklahoma's offense obviously looked a ton better. And people are very happy with quarterback change. I still think there's a little weirdness going on there. And I we talked about this last week that Lincoln Riley, we weren't sure how he would handle sort of like having adversity in his program and having to deal with like difficult situations and like awkward coaching things. And I think he's done a pretty good job I think O'Glum is gonna kill them, obviously, but I don't know that they're gonna score 67 and a half points.
0: Caleb Williams, by the way, 20 to 1 to win the Heisman now. 20 to 1. During that game, because I was tweeting about this, he was 50 to 1. It, well, 20 to 1 now. That's wow. crazy. That is nuts. I'm not gonna well, I, well at 50 to 1 I grabbed a piece, but I'm not grabbing any more piece now. that I think it's too late in the year for him to actually pursue it, but I do love future betting the Heisman and I can't help myself.
1: Yeah. You and I have a disagreement about the LSU game because you don't think it's really going to impact them and could be a, a statement. I win? don't
0: know. I don't, I don't think we have a disagreement. I, I could see, I don't know how LSU is going to respond. I just, with the court, with Corral being banged up and LSU having a walking dead head coach, I just want, I got to run away. That's my thing here. I just got to run away from the game, but you like Ole Miss. I
1: like Ole Miss. I'm always on the lane train.
0: I get it. Yeah, Always. Lane Train, I mean, how about him Odelling the uh, bottle of piss or whatever yeah. it was over his head that somebody threw at him? I mean, that the was... The fact
1: that he, like, walked and, like, didn't, like, he laughed things off. I think he liked me. Like, it just, I like, I don't know how he does it. And someone had mentioned this, and I told you this. I was listening to another podcast, and somebody asked a player who had played for Kiffin before, like... Did you get along with him? Like, he's a weird dude. He's like a weird dude. He is. He's like in his own world and totally weird, but like it works for him. I don't know why it works. Anyone else acted like that? People were like, what a weirdo, but it's lame.
0: I wrote about this this week. I, I, he is so comfortable in his own skin now, which is genuinely unbothered. I don't know how well that would translate at LSU. No, I think it would be too much. It would be like a bomb. Like the good times would be amazing. And the bad times would be insanely difficult but i don't want to digress i love this last pick of yours. i'm seeing it now i'm i'm in on this thank you
1: I'm i was in. like you know what i'm going to get weird we're going to get weird um liberty north tex texas over is 60 and a half i love that both those teams can score
0: liberty lost as a what 32 and a half point favorite that was bad to to the <laughs> to ulm i mean that is surreal, but that's fine. You don't need them to, you know. I need them to score. That's points. That's good for you. I think both that, those teams they, can
1: score points. That's my big
0: thing. I, act, I'm, I think I'm going to add that to locks. I'm still kind of finalizing locks. I really like that. You're welcome. Please. That is a good I'll spot. Make sure. No, but kidding, you had, you, No, I tailed. The, what was the total a couple weeks ago? You had you had Texas Tech versus TCU. Tec- yeah, I had had the Texas over. Tech. To, that thing won for fun.
1: I love the overs. I'm big. That's why why it was weird for for me to take the under, especially with Oklahoma versus can like, it's weird to take the, the under versus Kansas ever. So no offense, Kansas, but I don't know. By the
0: way, I didn't do my can reveal. Um, I forgot. We, 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 we've gone overboard. It's a, it's a coarse seltzer, but it's Uh, it's a lower line variety. Yeah. You knew what seltzer. This was just by seeing like the, the very top of the can, uh, it was like, what, core seltzer? Yeah, it was like, oh, coarse- yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I knew exactly what flavor it so, is. Wow. You.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm a, uh, I'm a it's seltzer good.
1: connoisseur, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm. No, this is very good. Reminder seltzer companies, add us. We'll yeah. drink whatever. We will literally add Beer try companies, it, it does not matter. Um, Any closing thoughts?
1: No. Speaking of drinking, um we did record this on tuesday evening instead of on yes. wednesday tbd to when it comes out if it's on wednesday or thursday um i am leaving to go to nashville for two days so thoughts and prayers um to
0: your liver yep. good luck
1: yep and then turning we're all counting on you turning 29 and then coming back um wow so that's I know. poor liver so
0: so a lot of the seltzers in your future? Yeah,
1: so a lot of seltzers in my future. But um if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, I'll post which by the way, I will say this another rant. Um anytime I post something about bourbon, it gets the most likes on Twitter. Every time I posted that I had Pappy Van Winkle this past weekend, which I did, um I, anytime I go to the East Coast of the South, I ask if someone has it um in their bar which is ex- very expensive. Um, oh yes. Also, a very nice gentleman was like, "Oh, let me get that one for you." who's sitting next to me, and I was like, "No, no, 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 no!" no. Like, this is fine. And he was like, "No, no, no, I insist." I was like, "No, really, please don't. It's a really expensive bourbon." And he's like, "Oh, no big deal." And I was like, "All right, okay." So my happy was free. So that also.
0: Wow! I know free. Pa- oh my god, there's like no such thing.
1: <laughs> it was, in the world. I know. So that was a big win for me on that part. And then anytime I post an old fashioned. People, people love that as well because I do love myself a good old fashioned. So I will be posting alcohol pictures, and then I will be taking a break for a while, um, except for on this podcast, okay, of course. Yeah. Except for on a break. i never said that. And never drinking again. That I'm never drinking again. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> next week. But any any weekend plans? What do we have, kid wise?
0: Uh, my daughter's birthday was yesterday. It was exhausting. Uh, I need to take it's a so break cute. from my children, and they need to take a break from me. We uh, had a good <laughs> time. Um, we got our family pictures done last week, so we are now. I think this is just kind of a normal. Uh, we're getting into Halloween mode, of course, which I love, and um, the weather's starting to get a little cooler, which I also love. So no, I'm hoping working Saturday, Sunday, um, yeah, I'll be back Saturday, probably run around like crazy. And um, I'm, I'm, yeah, again, this slate of games not the greatest, but I still absolutely love it.
1: I think we're gonna um, have a big gambling week. Now that I'm looking at this, I think we're gonna. I, have a big I
0: know, week. I'm telling you, I've got to. My problem with locks is I got to narrow things down, which is so not normally the situation. Yes, or just include them all. Um, and then a reminder, guys: subscribe. Yes, review, tell like, us like, any, share anything. reviews. Yes, begging for all of this stuff. We're having a blast, and we've got some stuff in the works too, which we're cooking. excited about. That we get, I, that I'm just absolutely sitting on terribly. That I need to actually get active on. It's my bad, but we have some stuff cooking that we're really excited about. We'll talk about, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. For Paige I'm Adam, we are out of here.